With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wages for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the Full Sport Press Podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100. Only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. We did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gonna jack if it ain't us? Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. I am Jay Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Weezy in the building. Say what's up, Weezy. What it do, what it do, what it do. Coach Lock back in the building. Say what's up, Cam. What's happening, what's happening, what's happening, fellas. How everybody doing? Doing great, man. Christmas time, man. It's Christmas, Christmas time. Just happy to be here, Doc. For sure. Most definitely. We all are, brother. We all are. Most definitely, man. Of episode 349, and we are bringing the 2020 year to a close with the, not the second, the fourth annual FSP Awards. And we're doing the FSP style. Always FSP style. Better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Let's kick it off, man. Best of the week. Jeff, what you got, buddy? I mean, the NBA started, and me and you are in mid-season form. You know, in the group tech, you know, you're coming at my neck a little bit. So it's all good. Everything's right with the world at that point. You know, yeah. No complaints. Jeff, we, we were in the clear last year. We didn't have no discrepancies. Bubble season, I think, we was all right. We was all right, bubble season. It didn't take you no time. We two I games I just said in. he had a good game. That's all. It's probably said he had a good Brody game. Cook last night, though. They, they lost. They lost the game. Lock, what you got? Oh, uh, man. My best of the week is uh, South Mediterranean Kitchen in Toledo, Ohio. Got a $5,600 tip toward their staff from a guy for Christmas. The guy that left the tip asked to be named, remain anonymous. He didn't want nobody to know who he was, but he tipped the entire staff at their restaurant in Ohio $5,600 for Christmas. So that's great, man. Imagine getting that tip as a staff member getting ready for Christmas. That goes a long way. So shout out to whoever you are. Great job, man. Sure, man. Most definitely. Shout out to him. Weezy, what you got? My best week for me is 2020 has one more week left, man. One more week left 2020. That's my best of the week. Yeah, it's almost done with. I can dig that. Right back to you, worst of the week, Weezy. What you got? My worst of the week is Governor Bill Lee, man, will not mandate masks here statewide. It's some kind of, he's a fucking coward. I, I don't know what's wrong with the man. I, I, I hope you hear me. He's a fucking coward. It's going crazy here in Tennessee. People still having weddings. It's crazy. Uh, what about you, Jeff? What you got? Man, you know what? Crowd enough this week. No worse the week for me. No worse the week. Holiday season, man. Enjoy that shit. Enjoy it. Christmas time. Christmas time. It's so, Christmas time. Damn right. <laughs> what you got, Lock? Man, my worst of the week is the uh, shot to the FSP Wellness Challenge. Uh, I was voted out of the steps week uh, due to myself being the only person going in the building to work. It's a conspiracy. Uh, I was going to go two and oh to go two for two, and they didn't want me to win. But that's all right, though. But, yeah, that's my worst of the week, man. I I, I got booted out. I got voted out because they knew I was going to win the steps, too, man. I would have been two oh, yeah. and oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Let me, let me talk to you about that wellness challenge. Grand opening, grand closing. Let me tell you something about people. People, you know, people are lazy. People don't want to better themselves. Let's just, let's just call it spade a spade. We're here to improve 2020 and go into the 2021. That was the entire thing. Guess what? 
People don't want to do that. And in turn, shit is over with. Pack it up. It took a lot for me just to kind of mute that. You feel me? Like Thanks. I censored that. I wanted to Thanks. say a lot. Thanks. But yeah, no, for sure. Just, you know, just inconsiderate, dog. You know what Holiday I'm saying? Season. It's lazy. Holiday, Holiday season. Yeah, Holiday. no, for sure. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, kiss my ass. My worst of the week. Uh, fuck it, it's that. All right, that. then. All right then. Okay, wow. you heard it. You heard it first. And make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. When you get through doing that, now make sure you check out the On Day TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Blue every Wednesday. They took the week off for the holidays, man, but they did post a Patreon view of Friday after next, so if you want to check that out. But be looking for the guys. They should be back next week on Wednesday, so make sure you check them out. Most definitely, man. Shout out to the guys, man. I need a, the, boys, the boys been putting in overdrive like Jeff, man. The boys need a break. Yeah, let's get it. Uh, Fresher Than the Average podcast featuring myself and my dog, Animal Brown, is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We have another FTY IG live show on the page right now. Also, we got a special treat for you guys. It is a new podcast episode, man, for sure. By the time you hear this, it will be out uh, going through our top 10 sneakers of 2020, man. So check us out. Pull up on us on the IG page and also youtube.com slash real to see which shoes we were talking about for our top 10 sneakers of the year directly for the culture. Where your kicks, man? Copper sponsor. Did the uh, black and blue 13s make that top 10 list? They Spoiler did alert. not. They did not. <laughs> Um, spoiler alert, those did not make it. Um, hey, but I'm sure we got some friends from the South side that they got those that just got out for Christmas for sure. Hey, Jeff, that's my color scheme and those ain't it. I'm just best. I, do, I know how Jay feel about them. I just had to bring them up. <laughs> fresh, out, fresh out of jail. Fresh out of jail. On bail. Um, don't forget, man, to support the Patreon page as well. On Deck TV, Fresh and the Average, and of course, Full Sport Press. Be on the lookout for more episodes. They're up right now. Support the team and support the real. Jeff, you yes, have 10 good wrestling seconds. Oh, yeah. Start the clock. All right, fellas. So, tables, ladders, and chairs was last week. So, we got our results from who gets the W. First match, Sasa Banks versus Carmella. Weezy, myself, and Jay and Locke all had Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks won. Everybody gets a point. Next, New Day versus the Hurt Business for the Raw Tag Team Champs. Weezy, I'm sorry, Jay and Locke had the New Day. Weezy and myself had the Hurt Business. Hurt Business are the new champions. Shout out to me and Weezy for the point. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Locke had Drew. Jay had AJ. Weezy and myself had Drew. Drew McIntyre retained his belt. And Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. All of us had Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns won. So Weezy and myself got the W this week. Shout out to Weezy. I needed a W. <laughs> I appreciate you. Hey, Lock, I appreciate you not picking chalk, dog. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you, man. Oh, ain't up. even how you get down, boy. You pick chalk, boy. That's how you win. But, boy, you, hey, you step out. Step out a little bit, man. The Hurt, the hurt Business clear. was an upset. The Hurt Business was an upset. Nobody nobody on this call knew who the Hurt Business was. Never. But y'all picked him. It was chalk. That's chalk. It was time. Oh, they, was trying, make, they was trying to get. They, you know what they trying to get. They trying to get them boys out of there. Y'all got How Nick doing, man? Y'all got another show? By the time you hear this, the new show will be posted. Shout out to Neek. We rolling. We got to get that power outage in Memphis together. But it's going to be all right. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Every Thursday, man, make sure you check, check out the 808s and Chair Shots podcast, man. Me and Neek. Man, shout out to y'all. Sure, man. Shout out to you guys, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tweet us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please write and subscribe. Please write and subscribe. But don't forget to tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. And tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasting. And before we start the first half, Weezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. This week's award recipient is Greg Hardy. Sure. Jeff's guy, man. Former NFL defensive end Greg Hardy has a 7-2 and two MMA record and a 4-2 and two UFC record and is now going to try his hand in boxing eventually. Hardy made news this week by saying he would knock out all the heavyweights in boxing. The top ones at that. Hardy, who sees himself 
as the best crossover combat sports athlete of his generation. Nolan wants to try boxing next. He wants the best three heavyweights in all of boxing. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, and Tyson Fury. Well, should have been focused on his UFC opponent, who beat him soundly at UFC Vegas 17. He was brutalized by Marcin Tybura and TKO in the process. Come on, Greg. Folks on the wrong shit. He focused on the wrong damn thing. Yeah. Wasn't Greg the one who body slammed his then woman on a on a pile of guns? Jeff, then Jeff. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, allegedly. But that's that is the story, yes. We gotta Okay. Hey man, look, look, Greg. Don't don't take boxing like it's just some easy thing to just jump into. Like you just got them hands. You see what happened to Nate Roberts? True. Just saying. Hey, hey speaking yeah, of yeah. that, Jeff, did y'all see that? Amanda Nunes wants to fight Jake Paul. Yeah, that's wild. I hope that don't happen. <laughs> I hope that don't happen though. Yeah, I get ass in there. Yeah, she's gonna beat the hell out of him. She'll beat the hell out of Jake. But I don't want to see, I don't want because I don't want to see him hit her. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right, right, just, right, you know, right. They, I don't want to see that. I don't yeah, that one will never get sanctioned. But no. back to Greg Hardy, I get trying to build some hype by calling out the top three heavyweights, but it probably isn't the smartest thing to do. Like Snoop said, man, you can't play with boxing. You cannot play with boxing at all. No, sir. Another world, another world. That's you know, a whole different can of worms that you open. Weez, you getting that out to him? Yeah, let's 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 get that out. You want to sit on a drone? I don't really want to fool with the car drop. I bet it's dope like that. Yeah, don't don't yeah. go drop that off. Clearly, yeah. Jeff clearly. said allegedly he's so yeah. he'll probably yeah. be your best bet to drop that off from at least twenty four. Yeah, yeah I don't want to fool with at that. Least. At, at least, at least, to the dough and shit. Shoot the drone yeah. down. Mm-hmm. It could get ugly for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get ugly clearly because he has guns because he DDT'd. His significant other, allegedly. Older pile of allegedly. Older pile of allegedly. You didn't teach him on a damn 12-gauge. That's just crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. gracious. CTE, sports, CTE. You guys ready to get started first half? Please. Let's go. <laughs> the first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay hope It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, where can they find you on social media, my brother? Man, they can find me at Twitter and IG at Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Weezy? FSP underscore Weezy on IG. And I'm at How Weezy on Twitter. I let me. So, Jeff, where you at, buddy? I'm at J Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Across all, for sure. Yeah. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Catch me on Twitter. Let's have a conversation about the NBA season. You can also catch Jeff at the Chatty House, which is now Clubhouse. He's a uh, they had a welcome uh, show. For, I heard all about that. You know, uh, frequent flyer there, Jeff. Are you? Oh no! I, wait, what? Jeff is in the Chatty House, Jeff. Frequently. Yeah, I'm no. First of all, <laughs> I'm I've been on the Chatty House. Somebody else on his call on the Chatty House too, but we ain't gonna say no name. Oh, uh, it ain't me. So, yeah, I don't man, think it's wrong. I tried to, I tried to work with a man and everything. Jeff, it's a fancy football, man. This is yes, the last sir. of the Mohicans, ain't it? It's championship week. <laughs> and the improbable run continues. Shout out to Reagan. Vandalay International was not paying attention mid-season, has turned it around, and has made it to the championship round. First, the defending champion, Kanye in 2024. Shout out to AB. Right now, the projections are in. Projections have Reagan winning the Fantasy Super Bowl by at least a double-digit margin. But that's just projections, so we'll see. Stephon Diggs and Aaron Rodgers are really coming through right now for Reagan. For Reagan. So we'll see, how it plays. we'll see how it plays out. But shout out to him. That's an improbable run, that's how you turn it around mid-season. Not for sure. If Chris wins, you know, he came in last place two years in a row. And if he wins back-to-back two years in a row, man, that will be nuts, man. Uh, you guys let me down. Around. Nobody from FSP has won. Long time, dog. Nah, I made it to the chip. I didn't win. I won two years ago. Long time ago, my dude. Um, college football. It is time for the college football playoff prediction. The national college football playoff semifinals have been announced. And we know which four teams will play for the national championship in 2021-2020 season. 
The number one seed, Alabama Crimson Tide, beat Florida. It hurt. Number two, Clemson Tigers at 10 and 1. Number three is Ohio State. And the number four seed snuck in at number four, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now, Alabama and Notre Dame will face off in the Rose Bowl game on January the 1st, while Clemson will take on Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. Let's talk about the Rose Bowl first, Alabama versus Notre Dame. Who wins and why, fellas? We'll start with you, Easy. I think Alabama win by a pretty good margin. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame going to be able to score with them. Uh, Alabama's defense is their weakest link. So I think Alabama will be up maybe 14 points at the half and probably just cruise on the second half. It's too much. Too late, Alabama. Yeah, I, Alabama definitely wins by double digits, you know, easily. Um, Notre Dame shouldn't be there. Man, that's a whole nother story. That's not what we're talking about. So I'm gonna keep on, bro. I'm gonna keep on topic. But Alabama definitely wins by double digits. Too much. They're, they're, they're too much of a complete team. Yes, the defense isn't what it normally is, but it's good enough to beat the hell out of Notre Dame. That's it. Uh, I'm on the third that Alabama's gonna win this by two touchdowns. Notre Dame has the offensive line, the All-American candidates that are keep up in book outright normally keep him on his feet, but Alabama's defenses hit their stride. They start to figure some things out. And then Alabama offense, they, you know, they have Matt Jones and they have the the wide receivers. Devontae Smith is just killing everybody. And then you have Najee Harris at running back who rushes 24 touchdowns and averaged 5.9 yards per carry, even though Notre Dame is only allowing 3.7 yards. But Alabama will get by that, and they are ready to run the ball and keep Notre Dame off the field, and Alabama will win this by two touchdowns. Yep, Alabama opened up as, I think, 17.5-point favorites. I think the most compelling number is Alabama averages a touchdown every 10 snaps. It's crazy. Scored at least 52 points six times this season, including this last three games. Ian Book has to kind of figure out a way to become the guy that we saw the first five games of the season. Other than that, you know, he's just an above average game manager and they got to run the ball. That's how they beat Clemson. Considering that this nigga Saban's, I would say his worst defense since 2007. There's a lot of concern on the offensive side of the ball. Jeff's guy, the center, Landon Dickerson, went down with a late injury against us. So Mac Jones, man, can, can't be protected. It can kind of go another way, but I can't see Alabama losing this game, especially if you have the best player in college football, which is Najee Harris. Um, it's going to be an issue there, man. So I got Alabama winning by 14 for sure. How's Alabama keeping their players from not catching COVID? They've caught COVID. Who? They just haven't been out for it. They, they ain't lost starters like that. They just run a tight ship over there, man. And the coach, the coach can't have it twice, three times, and none of the players got it. They just keep it low. Goodness gracious. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to the Sugar Bowl, the number two seed Clemson Tigers versus the number three seed Ohio State. Ah, Buckeyes. Who wins, man? Why, Weezy? I think Clemson wins this one. Uh, Clemson's on a revenge tour from last year, first of all. And um, Trevor Lawrence, when he's with that team, he gives them a spark. And their defense is suspect, but their offense is top-notch. Now, Ohio State is really good, and they can score with the best of them. I just don't think their defense is going to be able to keep up. Yeah, this, is this to me, is the probably the best matchup of all, you know, even the national championship game. This is the one to me. Um, I do think both this is the – this team, each team is playing against the best team they play all year to me um, for both teams, for Clemson and Ohio State. So, I have Ohio State winning by a field goal late. Um, I think it's going to be a great game, though. I have Clemson winning this game by a field goal late. Uh, Ohio State coming off Trey Summers' game. We had 331 yards in a Big Ten championship game. Is going to see if he can have that same success against Clemson, which they were able to do last year with J.K. Dobbins, who rushed for 174 yards against them. But last year, their front four gave up 2.8 yards for carry, and they were able to still rush like that. The question is going to be on the inside and the trenches. Can Ohio State's Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis dominate against Clemson's freshman Brian Brees and Miles Murphy? That's going to determine how the games go. Whoever wins in the trenches is going to win this game. This is a tough one for me because you guys know how much I love Justin Fields. I think the uh, Buckeyes will be playing the Tigers for, what, the third time in the semifinals? Clemson is 2-0 in that. 
with wins, what, 31 nothing and 29-23 in both of those meets. I think Clemson are six-and-a-half-point favorites. So Clemson is running at a high level right now. The running game has been trash, though, y'all. So that is – and this is the best defense that we've seen all of college football. Now, Trevor Lawrence is back playing at a high level. I think the only thing that changed since the last time they played, they don't have J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State anymore. But, like Locke mentioned, Trey Sermon came through and killed against Northwestern to kind of help out Justin Fields, who had a bad game. So, I got Ohio State winning this, man, by three. Um, I just think that Justin Fields has a lot to prove. A lot of people have picked Trevor Lawrence to be the superior quarterback and in any step of the way. I've never heard one person other than Mel Kuyper say this isn't as, as far apart as the world may seem with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So I think he has a lot to prove, more to prove than Trevor Lawrence does. And I think he kills, man. Ohio State wins for sure. See, people didn't really realize, man, Ohio State had 22 players not playing in that game against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. So you saw a team that wasn't at 100%. They'll be at 100% become this game. I got Ohio State winning 20, 30 to 27. 24-20, something like that. 24-21. I got Clemson Late. winning 34-31. I think it's going to be a shootout. It's gonna be a good game though, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely more excited about that one than the first game. First game gonna be over with quick, quick work, quick work, yep. quick work, quick work. We'll be we'll be channel surfing third quarter. <laughs> that Clemson defense is crazy, man. So I just hope my boy Phil shows up, man. They, they hold, the old line block for him so he can get out there and get busy so we can know he, what's really going on. He gotta show up after that Northwestern game. He has yeah, to. I'm sure. Twenty-two players, coach. Twenty-two players. Yeah, but he still gotta 22 show players. up. Twenty-two players. Twenty-two. Yeah. How many were offense? The narrative, the narrative is out. Or offensive lineman. That's yeah. a big deal. That's a big deal. Big deal. He got to play though. Like this, this yeah. is one. This, 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 yeah. this is his his moment. He got to yeah. play. Now he has more on his plate as far as to prove than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he go out and throw five interceptions. He'll still be the number yeah. one pick. Yeah, yeah he made man already. Yeah, yeah. he's been he's that way for two years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, in some people's eyes, for sure. You know who else was a made man? Uh-oh. Never mind. I'm early. Uh, you know who else should have been a main man? Who's yeah, killing who? Yeah. Uh huh. Go ahead. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. Go people, ahead. Say who you want to say. I'm just saying. People saying that. Hey, don't don't count your fucking eggs before they hatch. Is all I'm saying. Okay. All right. I thought you. Oh, you know. I, you know. I was waiting for it. That's all. You talking about? You saying something about Tua because Tua's playing at a high level. So it's so so is the guy who he shouldn't have took his job from. Jalen Hurts playing. He's playing at a high level. He had a great man, it ain't no film out on Jalen Hurts, man. Oh, don't, man. Don't do that, man. You don't film on two either. No man. film on two. First year, no film on two. Literally, there's zero film, and then there's five games with two of dog. What are you talking about, man? You guys ready to start with halftime? Let's go. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime, in case you missed it, in the 19th annual NBA.com GM survey, 81% of responding general managers picked the Lakers to repeat this year. That is the third highest rate in the history of the survey. The GMs respond to 33 different questions about the best teams, players, coaches, and offseason moves in the NBA now, general managers uh, were not permitted to vote for their own team or personnel, and percentages are based on the pool of respondents to that particular question rather than all 30 GMs. We will go through the most polarizing results. The first one, if you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Number one, at 43%, Giannis Antetokounmpo, tied for one. Luka Doncic at 43%. And then third was Anthony Davis. Last year, Giannis Antetokounmpo was 86%. So closing that gap. How you guys feel about that? Um, it's about, about on brand. I knew mm-hmm. that, that was coming. Right. It's got to be because Giannis is younger. It's got to be what it is. Yeah, gotcha. That's about um, right. About the right. next one is the best point guard in the NBA. At number one, Steph Curry, 30%. And number two, was Dame Lillard at 22%. Last year, Steph Curry was 90%. So, out of sight, out of mind with that one. Closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Sure. managers usually out of touch. They show, they show it, too. <laughs> the next yeah. one, which team made the best overall moves in the offseason? Number one was the Los Angeles Lakers. 
Number two was the Phoenix Suns at 22%. How you guys feel about that? Okay, see a third, 15%. They got CP3. Who did the Lakers get bigger than CP3? They got two six-man of the years, number one and number two. That would equal up to one, and they got Marcus out. They gave it three starters, basically. But, I mean, they just swapped out basically what they had. No, nah, I, I don't know about that. That's not true. They got better. Uh-huh. They got better. They they came younger. But yeah, they, they did, but it can't the ceiling can't get any higher. It, Phoenix is gonna go, a- Phoenix is gonna go from no playoffs to making the playoffs because of the moves they made. The next one is which one player will make the biggest impact next year? Number one was Chris Paul, 44%. Number two is Drew Holiday at 33%. Why is Drew Holiday right there? No, that's a horrible pick. What'd you mean? No, nah, I'm telling you, Drew Holiday. They didn't have a they didn't have a point guard that played both sides of the ball last year. That team is gonna be exactly. I don't see how the impact changes because the team is gonna be exactly the same, if not worse, this year. They won't. They won't be a number one seed this year. Brooklyn says hello. Number three <laughs> was Serge Ibaka at seven percent. So that works. You that think works. you think Serge Ibaka is gonna have more of a, of an impact on the team than Drew Holiday? I don't think Serge allows them to lose a three to one lead. His his mental game, like Serge is a leader on the court. They need a leader and respected leader, respected veteran leader on the court. They don't have that. They ain't if, Serge that has, if Serge has to be the leader on, on, on that team, that team's in trouble. Uh, the next one is who will win 2021 Kia Rookie of the Year. Number one was LaMelo Ball at 39% and James Wiseman at second at 29%. Hmm. They usually get this right. Last year they got Zion Williamson at 68%. Well, and Zion didn't play, but he would have he would have got it if Zion. Didn't I said play. they usually get it right. Yep. And I mean, I think it, I mean he had a rough, rough, rough start. Very rough start. Only only One top three, only top three pick to go scoreless in his debut. Let's just get it all out there. You know what I mean? So, but he'll turn around. He'll One definitely game. turn around. Nothing to worry about. Right. Which team has the most promising young core? The New Orleans Pelicans at forty one percent. Memphis Grizzlies at twenty two percent. About right. That should be a larger. That should be a larger. Forty-one percent is, is that's a lot. That's a Forty-one lot. to twenty-two. It should be like eighty to twenty. No, that's, that's thirty. That's thirty teams in the in the NBA, Joe. Come on. I'm talking about young core. Young core is what I'm no. saying. Like a young core, young nucleus of talent. I don't see a young nucleus of talent better than what's in New Orleans right now. Young, not without a veteran presence. Atlanta. I'm gonna say Atlanta Memphis, got a good young core. Boston. They do. Boston's not like that. Now, Boston, like, they, not, they got they got they have uh Kimba who's a veteran. They have veteran leader veteran presences on their team. Um, and the next one, who is the toughest player in the NBA? Number one, Steven Adams. Number two is PJ Tucker. No argument. And no last argument. no argument about that one. No. Nah. Okay. And last but not least, which player would you want to take a shot with the game on the line? Number one was uh Dame Lillard, 32%, Stephen Curry at 25%. Kevin Durant, 18%. Luca at 11%. So last year was Stephen Curry at 44%. So I don't see no problem with that. Yeah, for sure. The only thing is, Dame only had nine points. I guess is I guess he in charge his Apple Watch last night. I guess he did. You guys ready to get started the second half? One game, man. This is one you game. You mean with Steph? I ain't gonna lie. I like that. I like Kevin Durant at 18%. Give me Kevin Durant 18% all day long. Steph shot 30 times to get 30 points. He got 20. He shot 20, 20 times, times you know, to get 20 points. And it's, and it's come on. Come on. Come on. How many times nine Russ, points per day? Westbrook, Westbrook shot 20 times at 25 points. He, and they lost. Yeah. And they lost. Oh, Steph lost by 50. Hey, the, L is an L. He still had 20 and 10. Shit. And they lost by 50. <laughs> better, I bet Golden State have a better record than Washington. Oh. Whatever you want to bet. Uh-oh. Whatever you want to bet. Uh-oh. We bet that. Yeah, we Whatever you want to bet. You ain't paid your last two bets. You got we, to we, we in a game. pandemic. The best nah, with me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> Let's do Let's get to the second half, man. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half. The fourth annual FSP Awards. Episode 349. Before we get started, I am Jay Hope. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy, Weezy. What do you do? It's your man, Coach Lock. All right, guys. We are here ending the year basketball, which is all like coming together as one basketball, football, hell, baseball, basketball, college basketball. It's crazy, man. Always, you was when was that last Saturday? 
It was so much shit on TV. It was bad. TSU was playing shot to Coach Penny. Mm-hmm. Damn the the damn uh, versus battle. battle. Yeah, Canelo Alvarez fighting. Yeah, right on TV at one time. Yeah, it's too much, man. Too much for sure. But the uh, we're here to hand out some FSPs, and they're designed to recognize individual athletic achievement and other related performances during the calendar year of 2020. Now, some of the FSPs that'll be handed out are truly a shining accomplishment for the year. Some not so much. Some not so much. We will start off with the Stuart Scott Award. This is the TV personality of the year. The nominees are Steven Jackson, Kendrick Perkins, Jay Williams, and Shannon Sharp. Who wins the award, Weezy and why? I went with Shannon Sharp on this one, man. I like Shannon Sharp. I like the way he goes up against, um, goes up against Skip. He sticks to his guns with the baby goat in the goat with LeBron James. Baby goat is AD. And he's a big fan of my homeboy, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Shannon Sharp is very polished, very good at what he does. But for all those reasons, I'm going to go with Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson speaks from his heart, um, has a great platform that is his own, his own platform. I, if he, if there's a Steven Jackson clip floating around, I'm stopping everything I'm doing and listening to it. So to me, uh, I, I love what Shannon Sharp does as well. And I think Kendrick Perkins is a great follower on Twitter. But give me Steven Jackson. I went with Shannon Sharp uh, because he just continues to get bigger and bigger and more of a following. The biggest thing that I gave him this for was because he got his own podcast. Club Shay Shay changed it. They gave him the edge with their podcast he has going on now, and it's a good listen. So I went with Shannon Sharp. Man, this might surprise you, man. I went with Perk, man. It came out of nowhere, man. Giving insight from a player's perspective makes you respect his opinion a lot more, right or wrong. He's in on the jokes. He's thick-skinned about what he was as a basketball player when he played. Not like a lot of these guys that get on TV. So for sure, give me Perk, man, for my Stuart Scott of the Year award. I think he cemented himself for sure in 2020. All right, let's move right along to me and Jeff's least favorite award, the Sebastian Telfair Award. This is an athlete who let the sports world down by not living up to expectations for the year so far. The nominees are number one, Mitchell Trubisky, number two, Marvin Bagley, number three, John Ross, and number four, Adrian Broner. Who wins this award and why, Weezy? Uh, I won with Adrian Braun on this one because out of, out of that whole list, he's the only one that that's probably done playing anything. He ain't even getting knocked out no more. He can't get a he can't get he gonna have to go fight. What, what's to do with the beat up Nate Robs? He gonna have to go fight him to get back in the ring with the real guys. Adrian Braun for me. Yeah, it's 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 a B um, for everything we just said, and you know to brush my hair, the you know. I beat him, you know, the whole racial stuff he was saying in the ring. You know, that's cool when you win it. But, man, you haven't won in a while. And he now he can't even get in the ring because of his legal issues. And just the pure talent that he had, that's a sad story, man. Ah, oh, my gosh. Adrian Brown. I'm on the third lap, man. When he first came out, people were saying he was going to be the next Floyd Mayweather. But mm. the problem was he could never win the big fight. He would always win those small fights, and then he'd get in the ring with the big fight, and he would always lose. Then, like Jeff mentioned, he's had too many run-ins with the law. He's starting to get more coverage for his run-ins with the law than he is his boxing. So I got to go with Adrian Bronner. Wanted to go with Mitchell, but he still has a little left to prove, has a chance, but it's over with for Adrian Bronner. I picked John Ross, man. When you see players like – Henry Ruggs, Tyreek Hill, prospering. You have to look at Ross, who is the mold for that type of player who was drafted ninth overall in 2017. Since being drafted in 2017, he's only played in 27 games. That's insane, man. Whether that was injury or just this year not playing, John Ross has let us down. I think if he goes somewhere else, he's still not going to get enough chances to actually prosper. As far as today in 2020, give me John Ross. Sure. Move right along to the Colin Kaepernick Award. This is Sports Humanitarian of the Year, number one, as far as the nominees, Maya Moore. Two is Devin McCourty. Three is Kevin Love. Four is Nelson Cruz. Who wins this award and why? Weezy. I want Maya Moore on this one because she's like, she stood for what, for what she believed in. She's still not playing to this day. And I don't think she has no intentions on playing again. 
So in, in order for her just to leave what she's pretty much probably the best, well, second best compared to what she's doing now, to what she's really good at and leave everything behind to, to stand on what she believes in, got to go with Maya Moore on this one. Yeah. Um, I want to go Maya Moore. I'm going to go Maya Moore. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of got a little fuzzy there when she got married and everything else. You kind of kind of wondering what, what was this all about. But, you know, whatever, whatever. Hey, no more power to it. Hey, but, you know, for you to sacrifice your career at the top of your game, top of your game, not not when you're falling off, but just like Cap did, you know, you're, you're sacrificing everything at the top of your game. You got to be commended for that. So give me my more. Yeah, man, we're on the same page again. Maya Moore, she's fighting social injustices and she helped Jonathan Iron to die to Jefferson who she married from prison after two decades of a wrongful incarceration. So that's a big deal, man. Like you mentioned, top of the game, to give that up for the WBA, I went with Maya Moore. Yeah, I'm going with Maya Moore as well. To quit anything with you at the top of your game you know, for two years, that's no income for two years. Only people that were paying her were still Jordan Brand. Shout out to Jordan Brand for doing that. But that alone gives her the award for me. And her reasoning, like Jeff mentioned, hey, that doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, she freed an innocent man. They're now married. That is a great story, man. So shout out to Maya Moore. I think she exemplifies what the Colin Kaepernick Award is all about, for sure. <laughs> Jeff, you stupid. Moving right along to the biggest choke job of the year. The nominees are the Clippers, three to one. Whew, meltdown versus the Nuggets in the bubble. Number two, Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul, man. Number three is the Lions retaining Matt Patricia. And last but not least, for Green Bay not drafting a wide receiver after the year of the wide receivers in the NFL draft. Who wins this award and why, Weezy? Winning this award, I went with the Clippers over the meltdown over the Nuggets. It's because I was going to go with Nate Robinson, but Nate Robinson – it was just a little fight. This was for the championship. These boys was picked to win it all. It meant more. They got David and Goliath by, <laughs> by the by, by the Nuggets. You don't you don't use that. I know a person that came back from three one, but not not lost three one. Yeah, we definitely should probably rename this award after the team who who originated the three to one. That go this should be the Golden State Warriors award. I think we I thought we talked about that last year, but you know whatever. Um, reason I agree the Clippers losing that three to one uh, to the Nuggets. Although I do think the Nuggets as a team probably were better. You know they didn't have the most talent. They were better team wise. So I'll go with Nate Robinson just because Nate was doing a lot of talking. Nate suggested the fight. Nate wanted to play boxing and tried to play boxing and got his ass knocked out. That's exactly why I'm going with Nate Robinson. He definitely did a lot of talking, a lot of talking. But the reason I won't say this is a choke job is for Nate is because you have to be good at something to choke. He's not good at boxing, so I can't go with Nate. I did go with the Clippers, though. All year long, we have been talking about the Clippers are going to be the team in L.A. They're going to finally take over the city. We're going to see the Battle of Los Angeles in the West Conference Finals. And all they had to do was win one game to get that up. They couldn't do it against a young, unexperienced Nuggets team. They hadn't been in the playoffs like that before, and they couldn't pull off one game. Pandemic P, couldn't close it out. So I went with the Clippers versus Nuggets. Sure, man. Whew, this was a tough one for me, man. But I went with the Detroit Lions retaining Matt Patricia. The Lions went 13-29-1 and 29 and under, under Patricia and are in the midst of their third consecutive losing season. 31% winning percentage, way, way below what Jim Caldwell got fired for in 2017. And he won 54% of his games and still got the damn out. So um, what Matt Patricia was able to do exemplifies everything that we're talking about as far as a little privilege to fire a guy that has a 54% winning percentage and which is the highest in the coaching history of the expansion era of the entire franchise. And then you fire a guy that's 13 to 29 is nuts. Yeah, for sure. So that's a choke job for the Detroit Lions. That's what they do though. They choke. <laughs> like that's insane. That's nuts. For sure. Moving right along to the signature sneaker of the year. The nominees are Kevin Durant's KD 13. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook's whatever the hell that is, Steph Curry's <laughs> newest signature shoe to Kyrie six. And last but not least, the LeBron signature sneaker of the year. And why? Who you got, Weezy? Signature for me was, I, I, I'm going to go with the Kyrie six, man. 
The Cavalry Six. Uh, the shoe looks the same to me, like all of them, but the strap this year did it for me. The strap on them, and everybody's wearing that shoe. A lot of people wearing that shoe. It looks good on the court too. A lot of kids are wearing it too. That's true. Um, Kyrie definitely are the same shoe every year. Just add on one little feature. Uh, LeBron shoe the same way since the 15, the 15, 16, and 17, pretty much the same shoe. The Westbrook shoe is loved by critics. It's a you know one of the top rated shoes across the board. So I'm gonna go. It, uh, we're not gonna do this, but I'm gonna go with the LeBrons with the honorable mention to Russ and the Dame Six. What? Dame Six. I went with the LeBrons, Kyrie, the KD. With them getting injured, we didn't see the shoe as much on the court in the NBA, although we saw a lot of kids wearing the shoes. But LeBron, you know, with him being the playoffs, he was always bringing out a different color scheme, different types of colors for that, changing it halftime into another shoe. So I went with LeBron. The only people that actually played in their signature sneaker last year was, was Westbrook and LeBron, so. But the most impactful sneaker of the year was the Kyrie, man. He did so many different colorways. His signature line continues to be Nike's best price slash performance ratio. If I were to hoop right now, I would definitely be hooping in Kyrie's. Just the colorways, everything they have going on, extra flair to your game. So everybody loves them. So I'm going with the Kyrie's for sure. Next up, we have complainer of the year. And the nominees are Paul George, Kyrie Irving, Tom Brady, and Deontay Wilder, who is the winner and why we going with Paul George on this one. Probably because it's more relevant right now. But he did way too much complaining for me to go down 3-0 and blame everybody but himself. Got his coach fired. Got another coach in. And he, was, he got all that money and still complaining. I went with Paul George. I think we should rename this award the Tom Brady Complainer Award just because Tom Brady complains about a first and five and the guy accidentally runs the wrong route and he's cussing them out live on TV. But this need to be, you know, whatever. My choice is Deontay Wilder for this year. Wilder was the uh, undefeated heavyweight champion, lost to Tyson Fury handedly, and went on a world tour of complaining about loaded gloves, his suit wearing them down, wanting a rematch, not wanting a rematch. I don't know what the hell Deontay Wilder is doing right now, but that to me, I love the guy. Love love what he does for boxing, but this was a horrible aftermath of that fight. And agree more, Jeff. I had Deontay also, biggest heavyweight fight we've seen in a long time when they were talking about it. And he blamed a loss on his suit. Come on, man. You picked the suit out. You knew what you was going to wear to the ring, but you say it wore your legs out, made you fatigued. Come on, man. We don't need to hear all that. You just lost. You probably wasn't as prepared as you talk, thought you normally would be. And you took an L. Just admit to it and then go for your rematch. For sure. I'm going with Kyrie. Sticking to my guns, man. Uh, he complained about going to the bubble this year. He's focused on activism because his team was trash. That's the only reason why he was doing that. With no plans for activism. That's why LeBron James and him have a little spat. But now Kyrie comes out and says he's not speaking to the media. But do you remember when he was getting ready for the bubble and he said, hey, we can't go to the bubble. We need to focus on activism. Why aren't you focusing on activism now? You ready to hoop now? You know why? Because he's 7 and 11 now. They open right now. Hey, listen, they got the best nickname, best duo in the NBA, but you cannot put your money. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. There's no way I would put any money with Kyrie Irving, anything that he does, 100%. Other than his shoes, and they ain't got a lot to do with him. He's... Kyrie Irving one bad pass away from asking for a trade. 100%. One bad pass away. True. 100% though. Moving on to Locke's favorite award, the Derek Jeter Award. <laughs> this is the athlete that gets it in on and off the court slash field. The nominees are James Harden, Malik Beasley, Kyle Kuzma, and Shaquille O'Neal. Who wins this award and why? I'm with Kyle Kuzma, a young boy, man. Uh, I got my reasons, my likes, my likes uh, confirm it, my follow confirm it, uh, but I got my reasons. Can't speak on it now, but I got my reasons. I went with Kyle Kuzma. We got to give Shaq a lifetime achievement award in this category next year. Shaq deserves that. Shout out to Shaq. He's he's had a, he's had a lineup, um, but for this year, it's James Harden. It's, it's James. He he can't help himself at this point. Like he's even doing it during the pandemic. So give me James Harden. <laughs> Definitely uh, Mr. Strip Club himself, James Harden. He hasn't been to a strip club that he doesn't love. 
He has his jersey hanging up in a strip club in the Houston strip club as we speak. And he's currently on investigation for being in the strip club right now with a suitcase with no mask, like Jeff mentioned. So how could you not give it to James Harden? This award goes to a person that exemplifies a Derek Jeter type performance. That means you're getting it in, in and off the field, but you're doing it at a high level, you know, kind of below the radar. And this is Shaquille O'Neal, man. I know he's retired. I know he's just a TV personality now, but he's been in DMs that have been exposed. He's been in comments talking about Meg's booty, twerking mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. I snitches get stitches. I ain't saying too much more, but it's more. It's more Ooh. to that. It's more to that. Uh, but you would think a retired player couldn't make the list, but he won that this year. Like Jack, like Jeff mentioned, listen, the man has been a Hall of Fame on and yes, off sir. the court his entire career. Yeah. His list is, yeah. we're not even going to talk about it, but Shaq, man, give me Shaq this year for sure. All right. Let's move on to the next award because I was about to incriminate my dog Shaq. Uh, let's move on to the Hoop Dreams Award, the best sports documentary of the year. The nominees are The Last Dance. The second one is The Scheme. Vic documentary on ESPN. And last but not least, the Showtime documentary, Basketball County in the Water. I have two. This is a two-part question. We'll start with you, Weezy. Have you seen all four of these documentaries and who's your winner? I haven't seen all four. I haven't, I haven't seen the one, uh, the last one. In the water, I haven't seen that one. But my uh, winner is the scheme. Scheme by far is the best one to me. I like the last, last dance speaks for itself. We we are we kind of knew all that, but last dance speaks for itself. We just took us back. But the scheme, we didn't really knew how in depth it was. And that dude told us step for step for what he did and how he came up off of that and how they took him up, like took everything away from him over. And he coaches names and how much money they gave him. And at one time he was saying, Yeah, man, I just kept taking the money. They kept, I just kept taking the money. And the way that it goes on behind closed doors and stick along to this day, I want the scheme. There's not a bad choice in the, for these selections. I'm, and I've seen all four. And there's not a bad choice. Um, even you could throw in uh, Marbury's uh, kid from Coney Island in here if you want to. But just for impact, I got to go with the last dance simply because the, wor- the world had nothing else to do. And we were gifted this early to watch. And it saved us on Sundays from being in the house and not having what, you know what I'm saying? So give me the last dance. I didn't want to go to low hanging fruit, which was the last dance. I mean, how can you argue with that documentary? It's it, even though we knew the stuff that went on, there was a lot of stuff we didn't know that went on that we found out in that documentary. But with that being said, I went with the scheme also, just like Weezy mentioned. We knew money had been changing hands from coaches to parents to AU coaches to handlers, but we never heard it in depth and got an in depth look into it with somebody actually involved in the middle of it, giving us that inside look and what it actually looks like and how it happens and how he exposed some people and not just coaches, the higher ups that have nothing to do with basketball, they got exposed. So I went with the scheme. Man, uh, that Coney Island one was tough, man. People people still sleeping on that one. Go check that one out for sure. That was a good call, Jeff. Who wins with me, man, is the last dance. I know it's a low hanging fruit, but it took over not only our culture, but the entire world watched that uh, for the better part of 10 episodes. Now, now Mike kind of, you know, he put himself in the light, but it's his damn documentary. You can do whatever the hell he wants to. So I learned a lot still, just puts me back in nostalgia. Um, Also, I want some of those uh, practice gear stuff that he had in 2020. I'm wearing all of that. My bulls haven't been shit since, and just cool to see, man, for sure. So definitely the last thing. We miss it, Jeff. You had Derrick Rose. No, we, we didn't even go to the conference finals with Derrick Rose. But you still had Derrick Rose. It was a short. It was a short run. Very short. Okay, for sure. Let's move right along to Weezy's favorite award, the Cookie Johnson Award. This is the Wag of the Year. Wag means wife and or girlfriend. Nominees are Sierra, Russell Wilson, Gail Golden, James Harden's fiance. I know, right? He just, yeah, I know. I know he's he's engaged. Uh, next is Jordan Woods, Carl Anthony Towns' girlfriend. And last but not least, Megan Denise, it's Von Miller's fiance. Who wins and why? Uh, I took a long, deep 
research dive in this one, believe it or not. Um, I'm sure you did. <laughs> but I, I went with uh, Megan Denise Von Miller, man. He's very, he's very well taken care of while he's rehabbing right now, if you know what I mean. He's good. <laughs> his rehab is going great. We'll never get a documentary of that, but his, his rehab is going excellent right now. Von Miller, I know, yeah, I know you want to be on that field, but you're not complaining at all. You're sitting at the house. Yeah, I'm going with Von Miller and Megan Denise. Goodness gracious. It's the Cookie Johnson Award. Cookie stood by magic in a rough time. You know what I mean? Rough, rough time. So I'm going to go with Jordan Woods. Carl Anthony Towns is going through a rough stretch in his life right now. I'm going to keep it PC. I'm going Jordan Woods. Just because Carl Anthony Towns is going through a lot and she's sticking by him. Wag of the year. Cookie Johnson Award. Jordan, Jordan Woods. She is, you're right, Jeff. She is sticking by him during this rough time. And it's a rough time for him. Shout out to her. But I went with Sierra. I'm going to tell you why. She's just being a wife. You know, she's taking care of her business. But she's not out here saying... Things like Russell Wilson should be getting this. They need to help him do this, do that. She just letting Russell Wilson play, man. So I'm going to go with Sierra. Sure. All of these ladies exemplify everything that Cookie Johnson does to this day. And it's holding down magic for sure, man. Shout out to wives and girlfriends all around. The winner for me is Megan Denise. It's not even fucking close, guys. It's not even close. First off. She has Von Miller's name tattooed in red on her skin. Very visible. Breastplate. And I mean breastplate. And they had a story leak that, you know, Von has been, you know, like Weezy mentioned, dealing with an ankle injury that put him out for the season. So to take care of him, uh, there's a story about her taking care of him in an Uber. And I mean taking care of Von in the Uber. So... There's no question that huh. this is huh. Megan Denise's war. This is this should be unanimous. I'm very upset with you guys. You probably should have had a pre-production meeting about this. Uh, this is the winner, Megan Denise. No question. Shout out to him and shout out to her for holding him down through a tough injury, for sure. I'm telling you, he got the best rehab God's ever seen. I'm trying to tell you now. Yeah, I'm sure. It's tough. Not even going to go any further with that. Moving on to the granddaddy of them all. The Mike Tyson Award, the most dominant athlete in the profession of 2020. The nominees are, it's a lengthy list, LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, Canelo Alvarez, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre. What are we doing, Jeff? Which one we got? It would be Drew. It would, okay. If you had to forget to, those two, I would go with Drew. Go okay. With Drew. Drew McIntyre, Harry Kane, shout out to Harry Kane, Tottenham, Hot Spurs, Lewis Hamilton, and Khabib, most definitely. Who wins and why, Weezy? <laughs> Let's go with Drew McIntyre. What? Okay, because he, he did have a lengthy championship reign from WrestleMania. Um, he lost his belt on a wild, a wild match with Randy Orton, but did win it back on Monday Night Raw. So he's pretty much been the champion the entire year of 2020 uh, since WrestleMania was in March, and he's still champ now. So that's, that's a good choice, Weezy. Um, I myself thought about Drew McIntyre, but decided to go with Patrick Mahomes. He's rewriting the, the record book as he goes every game uh, there's such there's a there's a distance between him and number two whoever you have at number two and there is a big diff distance between him and number two and he just makes it up as he goes i love to see it man Re redefining how you play the quarterback positions so give me patrick mahomes i'm gonna go lebron james man nobody thought he would be doing what he's doing this point in his career you know they thought this was going to be his down year that we're going to start to see for all the time catching up with him what does he do he wins the world championship leads the league in assists as a small forward with 10 plus so i'm going to go with lebron james because he's continuing to dominate the nba for sure i'm going to end things man with khabib Nurmagomedov. yeah i did it i got it yep i got it first try um he's never tasted a single defeat in his entire mma career this goes by the Eagle, man. Only lost two rounds on the scorecards in his career, Jeff. That's nuts. But yeah, man, 29 and 0. Give me Khabib, man. Most definitely. If you don't lose. Yeah, I know damn well I couldn't go in a damn wrestle over LeBron James. That was all for the last. I'm going with LeBron James the most dominant. Come on, man. LeBron James had to wait four months before he could even play again in this bubble. Had to get everything was situated. Had the top floor. Didn't tell nobody at the at the hotel. He didn't tell nobody at the top floor. 
and everybody was mad at him. He had the top floor, and still out there and won a championship. And his whole team wasn't even there that he played with at first. Come on, man, it's LeBron James. Come on, man. Let's let's just be honest. And that is the 2020 FSPs, man. Fourth annual. It's always a fun time handing out those awards. You have favorite award every year. Sure, is the wag because it, you have to do some research to give the person the award. You know, and stumbling across research, I found out that Megan Denise was in an Uber and doing some research at a high level. Listen, she's doing some studies. Oh, and listen, listen, listen. What y'all want? Getting good rehabs. What he doing? Shout shout Devon, man. Shout Devon. You know, shout Devon. She got Vaughn tattooed in red. Would you want a woman to tattoo red? Only their skin for you, though. Well, you know it's real. Mm-mm. And she is fair skinned, so yes, it's very is. visible. Yes, I see. Is. Everybody did their research. Everybody She's know who Megan Denise is. Yes, okay, is. all right. I trust you. Got <laughs> research for the show. Got to be prepared. She's a like, 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 like skinned woman. Yeah, for sure. We've had three hundred. We're gonna. We, we've done close to three hundred fifty episodes. This is the, this is the only time that Weezy does research. <laughs> well, for one award for an entire year, he researches for sure. All right. Yeah, man. Another great episode, man. We appreciate everybody pulling up throughout the entire year. Seriously, man. We couldn't do it without you guys. We back episode three fifty, man. By the time you guys hear this, Christmas would have passed. So you guys hope to have a great Christmas. Oh my God. You know, sure. Be safe if you're gonna be around your family, please. Please mask up. For me. Yeah, for sure. Mask up. Little um, eggnog. Yeah, mask sure. up. That's all you gotta do. Little eggnog. Take it from family, man. Like, don't don't pull up on grandma's house, man. She just tell her to come to the door, put her gifts on the porch, wave, blow a kiss. Man, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Let, let them live and enjoy another Christmas, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be re- responsible. Yeah, for sure. Let's let's, let's let's end with a little laughter. Um, are you guys when you guys at Weezy already has a child? Shout out to Harmony. The only cheerleader we have at FSB. Shout out to Harmony. Mm-hmm. Listen, would you guys tell your kids that Santa is real? Yeah, you guys maybe gotta let your kids keep the innocence. You can't, you can't ruin the innocence, man. See, you, you ain't shit. Cause you gonna, get, <laughs> you ain't shit. You gonna take that poor baby's innocence at an early age, boy. You listen, you ain't shit for that. Well, I can see in the J Hove household, Santa didn't buy none of them damn gifts. I bought these gifts. Nah, <laughs> Santa is me. Them cookies you leave, I ate them cookies. I ate every cookie. You damn them, right. Hey, 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 hey listen. Try to tell you something. Tell you something, brother. Tell you something. If your kids. Come to my kids and tell them that son ain't real. Me and you gonna have it. That's real. That's real shit right there. It's not for no, you. Like, we got you just be mad at me. I'm gonna be real. <laughs> hey, listen. What I found out this year, Coach, you're my only friend now. You know what I'm saying? That's what hey. I found out this year. Hey, we went social distance, my brother. I hug you, but listen. <laughs> I my guy. You're my guy. So I, I can depend on you, boy. I tell you what. Jeff, I'm gonna tell you what. I can depend on you this year, boy. I can depend on you. I can depend on you this year. Weezy, you motherfucker. Keep your hands up, Weezy. You motherfucker. You're a good dude, though. You're a good dude. You don't mean no harm. That's what I know. You don't mean no harm. You're a good human being. Everybody else, fuck everybody else, for sure. Oh, God. Let's move right along. Right in the holiday season, just like that. That ain't nothing to do with none of us. He gave him straight cold. No, sure. That had everything to do with you, too, brother. I want to tell you. You're a good dude. For real. You're a good dude, man. Sure. He shit, though. Now, tweets with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press, man. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page. On the iTunes page, please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. Weezy. Everything paid for, baby. Jeff. Camera's always on. Oh, real quick. Camera's always on. I see y'all podcasters around here posting them stats. Don't make us post them stats. That's all I'm going to say. Make us post them stats. Don't make us post them stats. That's all I'm going to say. Camera like me. Yeah, Are they like posting you. stats, Jerry? I yeah. like what you said. Posting stats. Yeah. Posting stats. Mm. Make, don't make us post them stats. Mm. I don't know what I'm saying.
That's crazy. I see you, Jeff. Coach Lock. Get a drummer song. Most definitely, man. The Revolution will be podcasting, man. Happy holidays from FSP, man. With last week's games in the books, it's time to place wagers for the upcoming week of sports. There's no better way of being a part of the game like Action 24-7's app, the official sports booking site for the Full Sport Press Podcast. Get into the game right from your couch. It's pretty simple. Just download the Action 24-7 app, create your profile, and use code FSP100. That's code FSP100. Only the Action 24-7 app. Eligibility restriction applied. See action247.com for more details. Remember, game responsibly for promotional use only. Everything paid for. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.